0: It's been about a week and a half since we've had a podcast, it's been crazy with Christmas and everything, there's been games every couple of days, a real football festival if you want to call it that, Uh, we'll chat about it all and what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Peak A-League podcast. I'm your host, Gerald, and we're here for one last time in 2022. It's the 30th today. We've got Western United, Brisbane, Raw a little bit later on. Um, But yeah, it's been a while since we've had an episode because I was recording them so early on in the week, so then um, it was Christmas on Sunday, which obviously I I couldn't record then, and then I've had a pretty busy few days. So um, yeah, the league is is in a a bad spot at the moment, I guess. No one's really talking about it at all. Um, we'll get into all of that. I haven't even been paying probably enough attention to get a peak of the week, which is a shame, but um, it's, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Um, it's a, the the one I would pick out is the whole, like, the guy that threw the bucket is sort of, he was on like the front page of the Herald Sun, and he's like basically calling himself the victim of the whole thing, which is a little bit wild. Um, and, and all of that is still happening. They're still looking for a few people. I think they've caught most of the people they wanted to catch, but they're still putting a few photos out of the police, you know, saying who are these people and, and all that, and looking for some snitches to come forward and, and put some people's names in, um, since I had the podcast as well, I, I had the whole t- Twitter saga with, um, so news website, and, and that all kicked off, which really blew out of proportion, like I didn't expect it to, to hit the heights that it did, um, it was just really wanted to air out the stuff that I didn't get to say in private, because, I, you know, I wasn't given an opportunity, and, and Um, yeah that was pretty wild like I had so many like hundreds of replies probably a hundred plus DMs as well people just saying like like supporting and stuff which was really nice a few people saying like you should be careful what you post and stuff but yeah haven't heard a peep from them in the last couple of weeks so I don't know what's going on it's um it's really really crazy um I know it's a little bit off topic because this is the PK League pod it's not all about me but um yeah that's been that's been nuts so um, that's not what I want I didn't want them to fall off the face of the earth, but. Um, I guess that's the fallout of, of people having you know being allowed to make their opinion about the, the t- situation and there were some other people that brought forward their own stories and stuff and so um, that all sort of blew up which was uh, yeah very very crazy but since then uh, we've had a lot of football Western United beat the Wanderers one nil MacArthur beat Perth glory one nil although I, actually I spoke about that that night didn't I Yeah. Uh, then we had that Wednesday game. It was the makeup, um, Central Coast and the Jets, I believe. Or was the makeup one the one that was a couple of weeks ago? I think it was this one from when they couldn't play in round one. Uh, Central Coast three, Newcastle nil. Um, tell you what, Marco Chulio really starting to, to find some form. It was another start for Quall. He got taken off at half time though. So some people are saying that like it's directed from Newcastle to like not play him too much or something. I don't know. But yeah, uh, this was a complete turnaround from the game we saw the week prior. Um, The crowd was actually better as well for a Wednesday game rather than the one that was, like, on a Saturday. Um, A big win for the Mariners, 3-0. They really stamped their authority on in this game. Um, And, and yeah, the Jets looked a little bit lost. Um, Then we had Brisbane Roar and the Wanderers won all. Very disappointing for the Wanderers. I think um, they're starting to fall away a little bit in terms of their form. Um, Brisbane are now without Charlie Austin. That was the first game they didn't have him. Uh, it was a great goal scored by Carlo Armiento. One of the goals of the season, uh, of the year, scored right at the death as well. So, um, <clears throat> another one of those young players that hopped out of Perth that we hope to see, you know, see shine this season. He looked really good in this one. Just so classy on the ball to to get that goal. And uh, the other one came from Oli Bazanic, Brandon Borello got the assist. He played a pretty decent game as well. Um, and then the other game was Perth and Wellington. So, I'm going to eat my words again because it was another packed out Macedonia park for this one like... 20 people shy, I think, of 4,000. So um, they saw a decent effort from their team, who was obviously struggling this season. <clears throat> um, it was a David Williams goal, quickly replied by Zawada. We saw from Perth as well, um, Ben Azubal, nicknamed Big Ben, was left out of the squad for this game, and a lot of people were questioning it. Uh, it turns out he's he's gone. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, he uh, maybe some complications with, like, I don't know, like an off-field thing. I don't know. He wasn't playing too well though and, and they've got a lot of attacking players. I remember talking pre-season about how they signed like 10 million strikers. So uh, they'll probably be okay. They've also now got a visa spot, which will um, be interesting to see if they use it or not in January. I don't really know if there's much available, but um, uh, uh, sorry, Wellington. It is sorry, Wellington. Or Brisbane just dropped... Yeah, Brisbane dropped Matty and the former Wellington guy. Um, so maybe that's something that Perth could look at uh, with their spot. I think he could help that midfield out a little bit. But they do already have um, Aaron McKennaff in there, who's another Visa spot, so so who knows. But um, definitely something to look at for them. I think they should look at bringing someone else in. In terms of the striker problem, though, that's kind of been solved by the big signing of Adam Taggart, which hopefully we'll see him play this weekend Um I think Perth are away uh, on New Year's Day or the day after, so that'll be interesting. Sydney lost 3-0 to MacArthur. I think I actually took this to be the other way around. I really didn't expect this result... um one of the big talk points for me from this game was it looked like there was 3,000 people there, which, fair enough, it was Christmas Eve, it was hot, but they reported 9,700. Like I'm all for bumping up the crowds a little bit, make us look a little bit better, but that was ridiculous. Like There was no way there was more than 5,000 people there. Sometimes the non-broadcast side of that Sydney ground gets more people, but it didn't even look like it. Um, but yeah, this, this poor home record for Sydney continues. I think they've got one win there this season. It was a brace for Bachana Arabuli, the Georgian international. Georgians are taking over this league. He's only played four games. He's got three goals now. Um, I don't know why. I think he, he, he must have had an injury or something for about four weeks he didn't play, but scored against Perth last week, braced this week. He's a very scary prospect. Um, about six foot, probably two, uh, but which is pretty tall in this league. He's much better than anything else they've got. I, I think that uh, Carter bloke probably the worst player in the A-League at the moment. So... He's, yeah, he's going to have that spot, continue to play some really good football. That midfield's so good. Toure, Davila, Noon all had an involvement, in either a goal or an assist. Um, a really nice goal from Ulises Davila as well. I think we haven't seen the best out of him at MacArthur quite yet. Um, obviously, this year, I mean, he's had such horrible circumstances. It's more than understandable. But, um, yeah, if, if they can continue to get a performance like that out of him again, they're going to be really, really hard. To beat the midfield's good. I really actually like Daniel de Silva in that role that he's playing at the moment. Um, a bit further back. I mean, um, they have so much attacking talent that he doesn't even really fit in the the front sort of four. I guess so. So it's what they have to do. And then that former Western United defence is is pulling its weight. You know, Ullock's pretty good. Kurtos a quality keeper. wits is having a bit of a um comeback season. Asbro does the job. Um, And they're joined by, I think, is it Matthew Miller down there, who also put in a shift in this game. So they're just quietly building a very nice season. They're sitting third with four wins, two draws and three losses after nine. 14 points, so just four points behind the league leaders, a point off second. They're looking very, very good. Um, they'll have another chance this weekend to to go one better when they play second. So that's going to be a really interesting match. Um, on Boxing Day then, we saw Western United play Melbourne Victory. This was such an interesting one to watch. I didn't go to this, had some other things on. Um, but uh, the, the site of, and I saw a photo on Twitter where it was like, a month ago versus now, October versus now or something, and it was like the game that um, Melbourne Victory played against the Wanderers, their first home game of the season, and it was a packed out north end, like all the bays were full, they had like a TIFO going, and then it was a photo of the bay, or of the active end for the north end, sorry, uh, on, on Monday, and it was obviously completely empty, the... Middle Bay was fully tarped off. All the other ones had tarps on the front few rows and stuff. And Melbourne Victory fans of all forms, not just the active ones, were not allowed to be at the ground um, for that one, which was... Absolutely mad, like just crazy scenes to see. Um reported a bit under three thousand people at the game. I thought it was more based on like the fact that it looked like so much more than like the game against the wanderers, which they said was two and a half thousand. So I think there probably actually was about three thousand people at the game. A few victory fans snuck in, um, but also a decent turnout from West United fans given the the weather as well and the fact it was Christmas weekend, but we'll see what they conjure up tonight. I will be going tonight, um, Western United in a bit of form, I suppose we'll talk about the actual um, on-field side of things. And and Western had a, a win, um, a pretty gutsy win considering they lost top or Stanley to a red card about 30 minutes in. The goal was a little bit it was a nice goal. risen headed it in from a corner at the back post, but just someone of Rizden's size should never be allowed to sneak out to the back post that easily. Uh, it was a lovely corner taken from James Troisi, who I'm slowly starting to like. I really didn't like him at the start of the season. Couldn't understand why we'd play him. I still don't really get why he's getting the minutes over Milanovic, who's played really well when he's come on or even the games he has started. But um, they obviously saw something that they like. He played a quality ball there. um, Almost scored a screamer from outside of the box as well. He got an assist in the game against Western Sydney as well. So maybe he's just fitting the system at the moment. Aloisi's liking him, I suppose. Um, And it's a good win for Western. They still sit 11th on the table, but they're three points off last, three points off fourth. So it's really, really tight at the moment. Um, They've got two wins in a row, three from the last four. Starting to find a bit of form, which is really promising. Um, for Melbourne victory, another game where they weren't able to find a goal. Um, obviously it's you know we can't really count the the one against um Melbourne City, but they didn't score in that one. A one nil win against Macarthur, and then a three 0 loss to Adelaide. So continuing to sort of struggle. Um, I don't know. I I think um. They've got such a good squad. I think on paper it's probably the very best squad in the league. You look at every position: Izzo, quality keeper. The defense of like Jason Garia, um, Cadet, and then the uh, like at the moment they don't have their best in Spiranovic and, and Miranda, but they're playing I think Timothy and Broxham at the moment. That's okay. Ray, Mar- Ray Marchen very good, Brillante, very good, Brimmer Johnny Warren Johnny Warren medalist from last season. Economides a marquee player on a million dollars a year. D'Agostino, Socceroos striker. Bruno Fornaroli, one of the best strikers we've had in the A-League. It's a very, very, very good squad. The bench is full of young players with with quality as well. You know, a Falami. Um, so, so there's no excuses as to why they're performing the way they are. But, um, yeah, they sit ninth. Um, they, yeah, they played a game less than, than other teams, but sit on the same points as Western United, the same points as Sydney FC, who, you know, Steve Coric has been under heavy scrutiny. But yet, for some reason, we're hearing nothing about about Tony Popovich and about Melbourne Victory at the moment. So they've got some crazy circumstances going on. It wouldn't have been easier for them to go to Amy Park and play with their fans not there. It would have just been very eerie for them. Um, but unfortunately, um, that, that's the way it might be for a little a little while for them um, because even when they do have their home games, when members can go, they're not allowed to have active or anything. So it's going to be a bit of a ghost town um, I don't know how they're gonna police it like if they're gonna do the no drums rule and stuff like what if people just start chanting can they really just tell people to shut up i don't think that they can but it still won't quite be the same and I don't even think that's gonna be just for whilst they're doing like the the whole investigation i think it's it's this is a real dagger for Melbourne victories active I think it's going to be a, a, a hard hard effort to get them back to their best um, and to where they they were a month ago you know they were really at the peak of their powers and a lot of people will be turned away because um, a lot of them <laughs> have been handed out banned sorry to laugh but by the by football Australia so it's not it's out of their hands really. they're not allowed to go or even they'll still try and sneak in but they're not going to show their faces and be at the front of the bay and active anymore they might just go and sit and watch it quietly or something but there's also probably a lot more like the younger people who are like 16 18 you don't want to be labeled a criminal going to the football and whether or not that's it's fair or not that it's happened after what we've seen maybe some of those calls are fair as harsh as it is but um you know i think it's going to turn a lot of people away because of the stigma that um, is continuing to grow with active support. They're seen as hooligans and, and criminals and thugs, and I don't know many people that would want to be associated with that. So it's going to be hard for OSM to to grow back to where they once were to convince all those um, supporters to to jump back in again. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think they've it's got they've got till around Australia Day to get their their whole show cause report in and everything, and we'll see what happens from there. But for, uh, for the next few games, it's going to be a bit of a ghost town. Speaking of ghost town, Melbourne City versus Central Coast Mariners. It was a 1-0 win for Melbourne City, uh, one of Garon Quall's last games as well. He didn't do a whole heap, came on off the bench, got a yellow card, which I feel like would be one of his first yellow cards. I can't remember him giving away too many fouls. Um, a really good win for Melbourne City uh, included a save penalty. Jamie McLaren was saved by Vukovic. But uh, a really strong performance from Melbourne City. They continue to flex their muscles. They've had that one um, draw where they choked late to uh, Wellington. They've had that loss to Sydney just after the break, which is a little bit strange. I had the players coming back from the World Cup and stuff, so they, they've barely put a foot wrong. This was just another nice win. They didn't do anything ridiculously good. Um, Central Coast were with them for most of the game, but Melbourne City dominated possession, dominated shots. You know, they they were uh, by far the better side. Another really strong win for them. Um, but uh, yeah, there was no Melbourne City active. It was reported there was four and a half thousand roughly at the game. It, it looked a fair bit less than that, but again, I don't know. And who who knows how they come up with these numbers? We don't know who's in the corporate boxes and things like that. But um, it's apparently a self imposed ban from Melbourne City onto their active support group, rather than the FA handing that out or the APL handing that out. Which so I I don't know. I don't want to comment on it because I don't actually know where it's come from. I just saw that on Twitter that apparently it was handed out. Um, by the club, which would just be mad. I mean, yeah, they throw a f- they threw a few flares on the pitch, but um, I think that's just ridiculous to, to tell your own supporters that they're not welcome at the ground. Um, I think there was even complications with like active supporters trying to get in and just watch the game, like with their active ticket. They were told you're not supposed to be here, or and things like that. So, um, and that's sort of just been a bit hush hush. You barely heard about that. Um, yeah, like, obviously, it was very well publicized about Melbourne Victory and their their rules were put everywhere and, you know, what they were going to have to do and the fact that they couldn't sell any more tickets and there was no active and all that. But Melbourne City's kind of just went under the under the bridge a little bit. I saw a couple of City fans talking about it on Twitter, like, oh, we don't have active. But I hadn't read it anywhere until, like, a day before their game. I think it came out on Boxing Day saying melbourne city doesn't have active for two games it's also very random like what's melbourne victory has like the show cause and they've got a date where they need to prove it by and then it, things might get even worse whereas for melbourne city they're like oh well don't have active for two games like what i just i don't understand where that's come from even um western united had like the, f- the front five rows of all the active active end like the south end bay is closed off like it just seems so random and so like Like that's not actually achieving anything at all. It's kind of like the COVID thing, making people sit down and stuff. Like it kind of feels like we're going through that again, where they just, no matter what, they just find a way to go, oh, all right, we're just going to make active that little bit worse, turn people away from coming, make it a little bit less enjoyable and all that stuff. And I understand for Victory why um, it's a little bit, you know, touch and go at the moment, and why maybe they shouldn't have active support, at least while this whole thing's being worked out, and while they can assure that they've banned the people they want to ban, and all that sort of stuff, but um, I think for, for Melbourne City, it's a little bit ridiculous, and for Western United, it's even crazier, maybe they just did it because they had to put the tops up for the next day, and it saved me a bit of time, I don't know, um, I'll, I'll see if they're there today, and I'll come back and report next week, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very strange time for the game, it just feels like we're in a really bad spot, but yeah, um, Especially in particular in Melbourne, because in Adelaide there was eight and a half thousand people there on the twenty seventh. Obviously a public holiday, but still a very nice turnout. Unfortunately for them, it was the Jets running away with the win, one nil. Satiro scored a goal that was like heavily deflected, uh, and and uh, I didn't get to watch the game, but it seemed like it was pretty um pretty lucky to be one nil. Like it seemed like both teams had a couple of big chances. The keepers were probably um doing doing their best. Mark Nutter had a really big game here. Um I think he was like showing that like I saw that he was shutting down Goodwin and stuff and playing a, a really, really good game. He's one that um I spoke about preseason I think as being really excited about watching him play at the Jets because I felt like he was never getting an opportunity at Western Sydney. They got too many older experienced uh defenders. But yeah now he's got that opportunity and he's playing some some really good football in a Jets team that is, uh, yeah, sitting in the top six at the moment, four wins, five losses, a pretty good start to the season, all things considered. Anyway, moving on, we'll go through the games quickly because um, I don't want this episode to be too long. Just a nice, short, sharp recap. Tonight, Western United, and Brisbane Raw. I'm going to tip Western United to win 1-0 again. It's been two times in a row they normally like to do it a few times when they when they get on a run like this. They'll be too good for Brisbane, in my opinion. I, I don't see much in that Brisbane side that will worry Weston tonight. Um, they're in good form. Leo Lacroix is back. No top of Stanley, but it'll pretty much be the best side once again. Tongo Dumbia's starting games now. He's looking great. Um, I'm hoping Leo can get back to form, but if he can, it's... yeah. Brisbane are no chance. Tomorrow, uh, New Year's Eve game always at Gosford. Central Coast, they take on Melbourne Victory this time around. Surprise, it's not another F3 derby. We've only had two of those in the last two weeks, so it would have been good to have a third. But um, no Victory fans, even though some of them probably already got their flights and stuff, which is a real shame. Uh, But this will be a good game. I think uh, the Mariners will win... 2-1. 2-1. This is Garon Qual's last game, unless they're not going to play him, but I'm, I'm sure they'll let him play this one. Um, 2-1 to the Mariners for me. Victory continue to struggle. The Jets and Sydney. I'm going to go the Jets 1-0 here. I like them at the moment. Sydney's in a bit of a shambles. It's a real make-or-break game for Sydney um, after the loss against MacArthur. Then Western Sydney and MacArthur. I really like this fixture, the West Sydney derby, I suppose you could call it. Um, MacArthur being great. Western Sydney, for me, just being a little bit average lately. Their last few games... Um, one or draw to Brisbane, one nil loss to Western, uh, and a one or draw to Wellington, and then before that was the Sydney derby, but I'm going to tip MacArthur 2 nil here, I think they'll get the job done at Combank, um, it shouldn't be too hard for them, the way, the way the Wanderers have been playing lately, and I think, uh, yeah, that attacking four that MacArthur have got at the moment is just far too good. Um, on Monday, we've got Wellington and Melbourne City, this will be an interesting one. Wellington's been playing some decent football. They had that really strong win against Adelaide. Uh, they haven't lost a game since they lost to uh, Western United in a really like, tough fashion where they um, conceded three late goals, basically. They're the only team, uh, one of the only two teams now to get um, something against City. They got a two-all draw against them last time. That was in Melbourne as well. So I'm going to go a one or draw this time for Wellington. I think that they're strong enough to hold Melbourne City but we'll see. Then the final game until next weekend is Adelaide and Perth Glory. Another game at Coopers. Um, a, a tough loss against Newcastle last time. They won't struggle this time around. Perth have been playing better, you know, a win and a draw in their last two games, but I think... Um, actually, no, they had a loss to, to MacArthur as well during all of that. So, yeah, I think away from home, they'll really struggle. Um, I think at home, they've got a bit of a fortress now, which will help them, But but yeah, in Adelaide, Adelaide will be really you know, hungry to get a win as well after their loss the other day. I'll tip Adelaide 3-1 in this one. That is all. We've run 20 minutes. Um, yeah, it always nice to get a quick short sharp episode. Little quick announcement from next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll have video podcasts starting up, which is awesome. I've got a little room for it, a little background and stuff. So really excited for that. I'm going to be putting them on Spotify podcasts like that you can do like videos on Spotify. And, uh, also just going to be throwing them up on a YouTube channel and putting the link all over Twitter and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I spoke to a lot of people over time and, and a lot of people just say in general, they like video podcasts and I'm kind of the same. I like watching, even if it's just literally people sitting at a desk, I kind of like seeing it. Sometimes I'll, then I'll watch it rather than like, I'll listen to a podcast while I'm on the train or something, but I'll, I'll sit and watch a podcast if there's a video. So I'm hoping that'll... Translate for me as well. Um, it, yeah, it's going to be nothing special in terms of what's on the screen. It's going to be me sitting there. But um, yeah, really excited about that one as well. So yeah, last couple of episodes have been unbelievable. Like the numbers have just been so crazy. Some of the, where I've been sitting in the charts has been nuts. So I really appreciate it all. It's been a great year of the Peak A League podcast and the Peak A League account and everything. It's been a crazy last few weeks with everything going on in the APL. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for all the support this year. And I'll see you guys next week. And uh, next year, (laughs) I'll make the joke, yeah. Bye, guys.